It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Where does this most recent Missouri basketball team ranked compared to some other great seasons? Well, at least in my opinion, quite a bit higher than you might think. So let's put this season in context. Coming up right now on Locked On Mizzou. You are Locked On Mizzou, your daily podcast on the Missouri Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hail you true sons and daughters, I'm John Miller, your Mizzou mafioso and the central scrutinizer of Missouri Tigers football and basketball. And thanks, as always, for making Locked on Mizzou your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. And I do just think now that the dust has settled a little bit. I know we haven't even gotten to the final four yet, but the pain I think of the Princeton loss, at least for me, has has pretty much worn off at this point. So it got me thinking, where does this Missouri hoops team actually rank all time? But you know what? All time might be pushing it a little bit. We need to go back all the way to the 40s and the 50s and all that good stuff. Let's actually pare it down a little bit, especially for the purposes of of this here podcast. Well, where does this hoops team rank? Let's just say in the post Norm Stewart era, which has been, gosh, about a quarter century now at this point. Well, first of all, the top two are obvious. 2009, 2012, you got two big 12 tournament champions. You got a two seed in the tournament that obviously ended up losing in the first round, a three seed that made it to the elite eight. Well, to me, if you want to say that 2009 is the number one because of a much better run in March, I can't argue with that whatsoever. And both teams, well, were kind of unexpected in their runs in the, well, just in the, in the season in general, just two really excellent teams that came out of somewhat nowhere. Nowhere is a little strong in terms of 2012, considering how senior laden that particular squad was, but considering the coaching change the Lawrence Bowers knee injury, the whole thing. Just unbelievable. Those are two legitimate top 10 teams. But once you get past that, again, just we're just talking in the post-Norm Stewart era here, then it starts to get really interesting because to me, the three obvious candidates for that next spot in terms of best Missouri season in a while, well, it's this past season. And then it's 2002 and 2003 those consecutive seasons of the Quinn Snyder era. And you know what? Let's start with 02, and you might be thinking, hold on, wait a second. Didn't Mizzou make the Elite Eight that year? Doesn't it have to be better than this past season? Well, not so fast, my friend, because I get it. This was my freshman year at Missouri, too, by the way. So I get it more than anybody to sort of want to forget the bad times, remember the good times, and just succumb to the good old South Park member berries. But then you have to remember the ride a little bit. You have to recall that Missouri that season was actually number eight in the preseason poll that year and started off 9-0, and climbed to as high as number two in the AP poll. And then yet, 
After that, Missouri went on a three-game losing streak to Iowa, to Illinois, and then, worst of all, at DePaul, a really bad DePaul team that season. Missouri, just the wheels were kind of coming off the season a little bit. They got better in conference season, no doubt. The Tigers finished nine in season, nine and seven, excuse me, in the Big 12 that year. And ultimately, well, the Tigers got a 12 seed in the NCAA tournament. Now, which of course makes you think, wow, the Tigers barely made the NCAA tournament that year. And apparently that's true. But to me, that was a mistake on the committee's part. When you really go back and look at that Missouri team, that's a legitimate top 30 type team on paper. Certainly they were better than a 12 seed. They could have been in the 8-9 game or something like that. That would have been perfectly fair. But the 12 seed, well, that was a little bit ridiculous and actually went against the old University of Miami. That was a tough draw for them. And, well, Missouri beat them pretty soundly in round one. Round two beat Ohio State soundly as well. And even better, UCLA takes down takes down we take down UCLA get revenge for the Tyus Edney shot of course Missouri does eventually lose to Oklahoma in the Elite Eight but yeah that was an unbelievable run in March no question about it but to me I still think actually this past season was better than that because you just got to think about the complete ride well yes March was better there that's about as good of a March run as Missouri has ever had all the way back in 2002 I think this past season's regular season the totality of the entire year was a million times more satisfying just in terms of expectations it's just more fun to take a team during the non-conference schedule going hmm is this team actually good hmm Wow, my ex, but you know, expectations are a big part of happiness, right? If you're able to manage them, your life is a little bit easier. Well, as a sports fan, I think that season for sure, Missouri had really high expectations, and to only get a 12 seed going into March, you got to remember that was pretty heartbreaking. That was a tough way to finish the year, and not how Missouri wanted to finish the season whatsoever. And then the next year, a really similar, actually, Missouri team. Not only in terms of roster construction, but just everything. Basically, the team was the same, minus Kareem Rush, plus Ricky Clemens. But because Ricky Paulding, Arthur Johnson were back, another year of experience for a lot of the Tigers, well, the team was about the same in terms of their actual output. But for whatever reason, got a lot better seed the next time. The Tigers, I believe, were a seven seed that season. Famously lost to Dwayne Wade and Marquette in a classic, classic basketball game for sure. And, you know, that season, again, the regular season, I think, this past year for Missouri was maybe more satisfying. Ultimately, though, a better Missouri team. But to me, I don't know, there's just something about this past season that to me makes it the third best Missouri season of the post-norm era. I know that objectively, on paper, you want to look at the metrics and all that stuff. Actually, these 02 and 03 teams were better, but just in terms of the ride, in terms of actual enjoyment, a group that was really fun to watch and actually exceeded expectations, didn't actually frustrate you too often, except, well, right at the very end of the season, maybe. I really think that you can make a great case, and, well, I just did, that this past Missouri team was the third best one of the post-Norm era. And of course, this has been a very unpredictable 
NCAA tournament, people are really talking nationally about, hey, is this the new normal in terms of parity? Is this going to be a, a, an unpredictable sort of flip a coin kind of NCAA tournament from here on out? Much more unpredictability, more champions, more people in the final four. Well, I'm not totally sure yet, but I will say that I've never cared about name, image, and likeness in terms of guys getting paid. That hasn't bothered me whatsoever. But I will say I'm starting to think I might have been wrong about how the transfer portal was going to affect college basketball. So let's talk about that. But first, I want to tell you about Built Bar because the Built March Madness bracket is here. And yes, your bracket's probably on fire like everybody else's in the country. But we know you have a favorite bar or puff, and now it's time to make it count. Go to BuiltMarchMadness.com to vote for your favorites. You know I like anything coconut. I'll be advancing those in my bracket. But no matter what you want to vote for, support your team by supporting your bar or puff. And when you vote for your favorite, you'll be entered into a drawing where 50 lucky locked on listeners will get a free box of built. And not only that, but one locked on fan will win a 12 month subscription to built to have the best bars or puffs delivered monthly straight to your door. You got to try built built the best protein bar ever. Seriously. They're so amazing. You won't think they're good for you. So run to builtmarchmadness.com right now to vote for your favorite bar or puff and pick up a box while you're there. You can vote every day in March, so hop in and support your pick. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. So once again, just from a fan's perspective, and that is my perspective, I'm a fan of college basketball and football. I just never saw how name, image, and likeness, the idea of players getting a little bit of money, especially for an autograph sighting or a a commercial, something like that, how is that supposed to affect my enjoyment of the sport? I, I just don't see how that impacts me whatsoever as a fan but the transfer portal well that's another thing and by the portal of course I just mean the free ability for seemingly guys to transfer whenever they want as many times as they want now I know technically there are still waivers after a first time that you need to meet but it sure certainly seems like a free-for-all for the most part and especially in basketball because in football Well, mostly we don't get to know these guys as well as their basketball counterparts. You know, they're under just the nature of the sport. There's so many guys, number one, but number two, we don't see their faces as much. And when you go to the games, you're most of the time, you're a lot farther away from the actual players. It's just not as much of an intimate experience for a whole bunch of reasons from the fan perspective. So especially in terms of basketball, I just thought, you know, the transitory nature of this sport seemingly was really going to affect fans' ability to actually buy in and enjoy 
these these teams and these players. But certainly for Missouri fans, that wasn't the case this season, right? I think everybody, especially after a, a month or two, depending on how long it took you to get into this team, but eventually I think every Missouri basketball fan fell in love with this group of guys. Now, it obviously ho- helps that Kobe Brown stuck around. He was the one guy who stuck around that actually played a lot, was a prominent member of this team, and obviously his fourth year in Columbia. It wasn't a coincidence that he got by far the biggest ovation in the starting lineups each and every game. And it wasn't just because he was one of Missouri's best players. You could argue Demoy Hodge may have been Missouri's best player. I, I don't know. That's not really the point. The point is there was a true love and attachment to Kobe Brown there. So I do still think there's something to that, but just this, maybe I did go a little bit too far in saying that this would actually hurt the sport. Maybe it is a thing where, hey, if you win, people will come and that's all that really matters. Certainly in terms of parity, well, if guys can just change teams each and every year, yeah, it seems like guys who maybe weren't finding time at maybe a higher level can transfer down per se to a place like Florida Atlantic and find some minutes and be really productive there. And then obviously the opposite can be true as well. Guys at mid-major schools who are maybe think they can are ready for a bigger opportunity, well, they're going to make other programs, not even necessarily the teams that are at the very top like Kentucky of the food chain traditionally, but just other high major programs like Missouri, like Ole Miss or whoever, that it'll make the whole thing much more competitive, quite honestly. It very much could. I still think, though, the highest level of basketball, it is going to take a bunch of guys who have been together for a long time, much like we saw in that 2012 Missouri team, the best probably offense we've seen of the post-norm era for sure. So, I don't know. To me, I still think there are potential problems here, but so far you have to say it certainly hasn't affected anybody's enjoyment of the NCAA tournament so far, and certainly the transfer portal, free agency, de facto free agency in college basketball, it didn't affect my enjoyment of Mizzou basketball this season whatsoever. I have to admit that. So while it's still early in the process here, I'm already at least ready to eat some crow, even if I'm not throwing it in the oven just yet. And coming up, Missouri head assistant C.Y. Young was a candidate at South Florida for their head coaching position, reportedly. So let's talk about how important he is coming up. But first, I want to tell you, of course, that the tournament is heating up beyond belief. The Final Four is almost here. That means there's no better place to get in on the action than FanDuel, America's number one sports book, because right now FanDuel is giving new customers a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on and sign up today to claim your no-sweat First bet, then you can wager on everything from the money line to point spreads to which team will be cutting down the nets, all on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. So don't miss your shot at a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. When you join FanDuel today, just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up. Make every moment more with FanDuel. 
NCAA tournament is almost here, and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So, of course, it's a cool story that Dennis Gates and C.Y. Young have told in the media at least once or twice about how they essentially made a pact with each other when they were both at Florida State that when one of them got a, a big-time high-major job, that the other would come with them and be their first major assistant coach, their right-hand man. And, well, true to his word, C.Y. Young followed Dennis Gates to Missouri when he was hired by the Tigers and you know what though one part of that pact doesn't mean it's forever and CY Young trying to be a head coach already it would seem he interviewed with South Florida reportedly but good news for the Tigers maybe not CY Young doesn't look like he's going to get that particular job so at this point it sure seems like young is going to be at missouri for one more season this is truly great news for dennis gates and for missouri fans selfishly i'm sure mr young will get a job eventually and we'll have to sadly watch him depart and root for him from afar but for now i really think he's a very important part of this entire process for Missouri. A great recruiter, no doubt about that. Just really, I just get great vibes from the guy on a whole bunch of different levels. Seems like a great hang, number one. Come on the podcast, see why. I'd love to have you. But for real, I, I think this is a very important thing. Him and Dennis Gates obviously have a very special relationship, and both the guys know basketball. They're a great team, I think. So, to have him back for another year, which is, to me, this is a crucial year coming up for Missouri basketball because you want to keep this momentum going. You really do. You want to have another good season here. If Missouri can make it back-to-back appearances in March Madness, boy, I tell you, that, that would be absolutely huge. Once again, I'm sure if Missouri makes it next season and we're you know, a high seed or some a relatively high seed, I'm going to be wanting more than that. I'm a greedy fan, just like all of you. But as we sit here today, I would absolutely take another March Madness appearance next year and be thrilled with it and feel like Missouri is off to just a rip-roaring start for its basketball program under Dennis Gates. And if that happens, yep, C.Y. Young will probably even get a better opportunity than South Florida. That's the nature of the business. So what are you going to do? But hey, here's what I hope you do. I hope you keep joining me right here on Locked on Mizzou as you have been all season here during basketball and football. Of course, going to have content for you all off season as well. So thanks for joining me as always. Thanks for making this show your first listen. So now for your second listen, why not check out Locked on College Basketball, Isaac Shade, Andy Patton. They've been with you throughout March Madness. They'll take you through the Final Four and the championship game. Again, that's Locked On College Basketball, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. So, until next time, I'm John Miller, and this has been Locked on Mizzou. NCAA tournament is almost here, and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need 
to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.